The following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. The Clarksville versus Rossview Volleyball wraps up the season series. Looking back at week five of football in Montgomery County and Austin P. football. All that and more coming up next. This is the Main Street Clarksville Sports Podcast. Covering sports in Clarksville and Montgomery County. Here's your host, Brady McAtamney. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Main Street Clarksville All Sports Podcast. My name is Brady McAtamney. I'm your sports editor at Main Street Clarksville. Uh, we got, I've got a couple of fun things to look at today, starting with that Rossview versus Clarksville game. Um, you know, these games are always going to be electric, even for volleyball games. These guys draw out some major crowds. And that was, again, the case on Tuesday night. That was uh, September 14th. Um, so one week ago from the day I'm recording this, um, Clarksville likes to play in their uh, auxiliary gym. It's a much smaller than the main gym, and it gets loud as all get up in there. And that's what head coach Glenn Fox told me. That's the reason they play in there is because it's tough to get a crowd for uh, volleyball games, but playing in there gives them one of the better home court advantages in all in all of Tennessee. Now, Clarksville got ahead to a 2-0 lead. Neither of those sets were very close, 25-12 um, to 12 and 25-13. to 13. They get up 19-10 to 10 in the third set, and you think, well, we're getting out of here. I mean, this game, it's over. Um, but it wasn't. Rossview comes back, wins that set 25-20. to 20. I'm sorry, they won that set... 25 to 22, but then Clarksville won the final set 25 to 20, um, giving them that 3 1 win. But Rossview, the way they fought back there in that third set and made that fourth set close, uh, that was extremely impressive by them. Um, Tashar Hicks, very impressed with her squad. Um, but uh, Glenn Fox, head coach of the Clarksville Wildcats, um, not, not so impressed. It was their senior night, so he's glad they were able to get the win for his seniors. Um, but regarding what it was like to kind of lose that late lead there, uh, he said, that's kind of been our MO this year. When we start losing it, we lose it quick. I'd like to say that's only happened this time, but we've lost some games this year where we put it on somebody in the first set, then all of a sudden it's a different team out there. We're working hard at getting our mental side a little bit, bit, little bit better where we can focus and let, our, let things grow, not drop off the cliff too much. We know it's going to be difficult at times, but that's unacceptable for us tonight to lose a 19 to 10 lead in our house. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a less experienced Clarksville team this year. They graduated pretty much their entire starting lineup from last year, a team that uh, went nearly to sub-state, went to sub-state the year before. And uh, so not, not the same squad this year. They're still really ironing some things out, but you're getting this late in the season. Um, you know, you're hoping to, uh, to really get those things wrapped up pretty quick here. Now, moving on to football from this week, uh, we look at uh, Springfield at Kenwood first. I mean, shoot, that was uh, that was a tough game. I was at that one um, starting quarterback for Kenwood, three-year starter at quarterback Jalen Washington, did not play. Um, head coach Lesker was not happy about that because the SAA kept him out after uh, getting two personal fouls in the uh, game the week before. So he was not allowed to play. They um, they appealed it as, as hard as they could, but they just uh, were making sure that Jen Washington was not going to play in that game, and it hurt them. Uh, they lost that game 47-0. to zero. Um, Now, granted, that one doesn't kill them, it's not a it's it's not a region game. It's not a city game, and they're looking to 
quote, turn the page, as Les Pierre said. He said, the next play is the most important play. The next game is the most important game. We don't dwell on this one too much. Region losses hurt, but we can still get in the playoffs. There's a lot of things we set as a team goals that we, that are st- we can still get ahead of us. Um, now I just realized I said this wasn't a region game. It actually is. I forget. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to keep all of these new regions straight. They, these are this is a region game now. Um, but this is a, this is one of the games that you know you don't ever want to expect to lose a game. But Springfield is one of the better teams in this region, and uh, you know that's 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 always going to be a tough one for uh, for for Kentwood. Um, now moving on, uh, we have the uh, Rossview Hawks beating West Creek 25 to six. While we didn't have a writer there, we got some great photos from Ryan Vinson. Um, you know, go check those out on MainStreetClarksville.com, MainStreetPreps.com, either whichever one you prefer. Um, we got some great photos there. Uh, Hezekiah Scott had a good game at a quarterback again. Uh, Brandon Rushing was our Player of the Week for the Main Street. Um, Perhaps Coach Speak podcast. He had a great yard rushing, uh, ironically. Uh, thanks to the must be in the last name, I would think. But uh, um, he had uh, two touchdowns on the ground. He had an interception. He had a fumble recovery. He had rushed for over 100 yards, um, giving Rossview a uh, two and three record. Um, that one game that was just a wee bit tragic here for uh, Montgomery County Schools was uh, Portland against Northeast. Uh, Northeast needed this win badly. Um, they don't have a win yet in the region. This could have been the first one. Um, and they went for a two-point conversion with about a minute left, uh, down 21 to 20, and they didn't get it. And that was it for them. They, they lost that game to the Portland Panthers. I mean, you know that, you know that that one just hurts for them. Uh, as Brandon Clark said, it was a tough, emotional, hard-fought game. These things hurt. It's a life lesson. And, uh, you know they're not giving up on anybody. That's that's what I heard from him after they lost to Rossview. They're not panicking, um, but despite being one and four, uh, you know there's there's some tough stuff going on right there uh, with the Northeast Eagles. Man, um, they've they've got some stuff to figure it out, and they've got to figure it out quick. Now moving on, looking at uh, Montgomery Central. Oh my gosh, man, these guys are better than I, I think anyone thought they they were going to be. Now they played Glencliff this week, and Glencliff is uh, is having a down year. I'll I'll put it that way. But but Montgomery Central uh, welcomed them in to Cunningham and sent them out uh, in some pain with a sixty-two to zero game. Uh, we didn't have anyone there to cover it because you know we kind of expected that kind of thing, um, but it was ugly. And it, it got ugly in a hurry. Montgomery Central is just a really good football team, um, and you know I'm looking I'm looking at them, you know potentially running the table up until they they get to Tullahoma and Pearl Cone. I mean that that's how good they've been. Um, but uh, last game we're going to cover for the uh, football slate in high school is uh, Nashville Christian beating Clarksville Academy forty-seven to fourteen. Now Nashville Christian is a team that has a chance at really getting far in the. Uh, D2A region, um, but Clarksville Academy can't take too much um, negative out of this game. Uh, this is a really good football team, and this is a team that's just given them the business in the past <laughs> couple of years. Um, you know, they're not undefeated anymore. Clark, that's Clarksville Academy, of course. Um, but scoring 14 points, I believe that's the most they've scored against Nashville Christian in a, a couple of years at least. Um, Scott Murray says, uh, he's the head coach of Clarksville Academy, he says, we knew what they were going to do. They were going to come out come off the ball and punch us in the mouth. That's exactly what they did. We didn't fight back the way we expect to, and we didn't fight back the way that we can. 
So even though they did play one of their technically better games against National Christian, uh, they expect to do better. And I think that's kind of the show of uh, how kind of remade that this program is. And uh, it's impressive. Um, Carsville Academy has uh, a lot of things to look forward to. And um, they're going to be hosting Fayette Academy this week. I think that's going to get them back in the win column. You can hear more about that in the Coach Speak podcast. Um, but we're going to turn it over to some football now. I'm sorry, some football, as they would call it in England. Um, some uh, girls' soccer. We had uh, Northwest facing West Creek. These teams are, are both really kind of upstart. They're not necessarily known as being great soccer programs in the city, um, but they're both having some very good years. And I expected a very good game, and they delivered, um, ending in a one-to-one draw. Uh, these are a couple teams who are really challenging Clarksville High as the best soccer program in the city. And um, I've been really impressed with the work that both of these teams have done so far. Um, speaking of West Creek, I actually have a, a fun little feature on them. Uh, go check that out on Main Street Clarksville and MainStreetPreps.com. Um, I, I, I had a lot of fun writing this story. It was about uh, the West Creek soccer team having a uh, very interesting fundraiser, one that not many teams are going to have. I'll leave it at that, and uh, you go check that out for yourself um, because it's a fun one. Now, moving on to the Austin P. State Governors. They uh, opened up their uh, home slate this week on Saturday against the Moorhead State Eagles, and it was an offensive slugfest. Uh, there was even a point where a uh, squirrel got on the field, and you know that everyone was cheering for that squirrel to reach the end zone, and he got the touchdown. The ref even had some fun with it, putting his hands up in the touchdown uh, in the touchdown signal for that squirrel. Um, and he wasn't the only one who found the end zone. That final score was 59-35. to 35. The Governors had 579 yards of total offense, most good for seventh most in the game in program history. Uh, where a sophomore quarterback, Draylon Ellis, threw for 345 yards, which was his career high. Um, these guys, this offense is just really good, man. This is a really, really good team. Um, what Scott, head coach Scotty Walden says, I was really proud. It was an attack-style plan. For their defensive structure, we felt like we had some shots that we could take. The unsung heroes are the offensive linemen, tight ends, and running backs who protected Ellis to allow him to sit in the pocket and deliver those big strikes. And he's absolutely right. Ellis did not get sacked in the game, and uh, he had some some very good protection, and uh, that was coming from all kinds of different guys on the field. Uh, the ground game was working as well. Hamad Tanner ran for 83 yards, and uh, C.J. Evans, Javon Jackson, and Benico Harley um, added an extra 112 onto that tally. So the offense was just moving the ball, man. They were scoring seemingly at will. Um, now, they would like to see more from their defense because um, allowing 35 points is quite a lot, and um, you know it's not often you're going to allow 35 points to still get a blowout win. So that's just kind of a, another credit to the offense. Um, but if they can keep that uh, the, the scoring down, uh, the Governors are going to absolutely be a force to be reckoned with in not just the OVC but in all the FCS. Um, they did commit some more penalties this week after committing just three against Ole Miss. They committed 11. Um, that was only for 84 yards, and a lot of them were hustle penalties, as Scotty Walden likes to call them. So they're not too concerned about it. Now I'm going to wrap it up with a piece of big news here. Uh, I, I, as I'm sure Austin P fans have heard by now, the Governors are going to be joining the Atlantic Sun Conference in 2022. Um, they have been in the OVC since 1962. So they're wrapping up a long stint in the OVC by joining the ASUN. Now, this is big news because, uh, let's see, I got the numbers here somewhere. Uh, compared to the OVC's footprint of four states, the ASUN spans seven states with over 10 million television homes. Now, that is going to give 
the governors a lot, and I mean a lot of extra vision across the country. Uh, they committed, they, uh, they uh, did a study that shows that there are 45,000 APSU alumni in that area. So they're hoping that they can get those guys to come out for some games and uh, on the road, uh, get some fan support uh, nationwide. And this is something that they're just very excited about. Uh, Scotty Walden said that this is something that, uh, you know, we, uh, they have, they respect the OVC. This isn't a, uh, you know, a quote unquote, screw the OVC thing as some fans would like for it to be, because I know some people are a little bit frustrated with the OVC. Um, but they say if, if you, uh, they say stagnation leads to death and they were ready to move on and move up. Uh, they're going to be joining uh, Jacksonville state and EKU who are both former OVC members along with central Arkansas, Kennesaw state, North Alabama, Lipscomb, Florida Gulf Coast, Liberty, Bellarmine, Jacksonville, North Florida, and Stetson. So Austin P. very excited about that move, and I know the fans are as well. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's uh, edition of the Main Street Clarksville All Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining us again, and I look forward to talking to you next week. You've been listening to the Main Street Clarksville Sports Podcast with your host, Brady McAtamney. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.